Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Andrea Pearson Show, where I help you find peace and hope in personal finances, freeing you up to do what you love most. And for today's episode, I thought we could do something a little bit more lighthearted than the past uh, episodes have been. Is death lighthearted? I don't... <laughs> That's... No, death is not lighthearted. Oh my goodness, I can't believe I just said that. Um, uh, let's see. Yeah, it's kind of, uh, yeah. Anyway, all right. I'm just going to move on, move on. Um, we're going to be talking about celebrities who died or famous people who died without a will. And we'll also discuss the mess that left behind. Plus a couple of people who had wills, but there were still problems with that. But first, before we get into the point of the, of the episode, what is a will? It's basically a legal document that uh, defines how you want your assets to be to be divided. And by legal, I mean put together with the help of an attorney, notarized, recognized by the government as binding. And it is, like I said, it determines how your assets will be divided to heirs or or people that you you name in the will, including uh, property, gold, money, all of that. Um, unfortunately, as of now, we aren't allowed to will our debt to people. That would be kind of cool if I could like leave my mortgage to somebody I don't like. <laughs> unfortunately, we can't do that. Uh, but anyway, so it also nominates a guardian for your dependents, your children, um, people who you're in charge of, like if you're godfather or godmother, and also your pets. And I didn't even think about this, but who is going to take care of your pets after you pass away? So, for example, there's this this cat. It's a Bengal cat named Zaris Zeus or something like that that was sold for $150,000. The person who bought that cat needs to have a will. I mean, even if you just have a regular pet that costs between $500 or, and $2,000 or even just a regular pet, period, that didn't cost anything, it needs to mention in your will who's going to take care of that. Because I know a lot of people uh, have pets rather than kids and you need to be making sure that you have a directive for how to take care of those if you go. You need a will even if you don't have children, especially if you don't have children. Any In any case, it's not especially or even if it's just in any case, you, you, need, you need a will. All right. Without further ado, celebrities, famous people, etc. who died without a will. The first one on the list is Prince. And this is not going to surprise you guys. Everybody knows Prince died without a will. He was 57 years old. He was worth $150 million, and that money, his estate, was divided and determined by state law, basically, who got his money. And uh, most of us don't trust the government, you know, like, either we're against something they're doing or we're for, for something we're doing, but we all know that there is corruption in the government, regardless of which side of the aisle you're on. And having the government decide who's going to take your money, I mean, they already decide who's going to take your money while you're alive, but... Anyway, okay, so Prince had hundreds of people file a claim on rights or claim that they had rights to his will. And a lot of people came forward. I'm his long lost so-and-so. And tons of people just came forward and they were like, I, I deserve his money or I have a right to his money. It took six, year, six years of court battles to clear all of that up. And I don't know, maybe this kind of drama, like if, if this is the kind of, you know, it makes you chuckle and you're like this evil conniving, not evil, but this like little old lady who just loves watching people fight, you know, maybe up in heaven, you'll be looking down and it'll be so much entertainment. But I also have uh, think that if, if you have loved ones, you're not going to want them to be fighting for years after you pass away. Okay. Then the next was Howard Hughes. Uh, he was, as they say online, an eccentric billionaire and he died in 1976. He was 70 years old. And his billions were ended up being divided amongst like 22 of his cousins, like 11 of his cousins and their spouses or something like that. 
litigation over his estate went on for 34 years. Guys, that is a long time to be fighting over somebody's money, but that's not even the worst out of all the people who fought for somebody's money. Um, what I found interesting was he it actually, when his dad died, he inherited a million dollars, and rather than squander it all, he took turned it and and continued to make wise choices until he became worth billions. Anyway, okay, then the next person is Aretha, Aretha Franklin, who I absolutely adore. I was raised listening to her music. I just love Aretha Franklin. She died in 2018 of pancreatic cancer, and her $80 million was ended up being divided between her four children. And, um, and it took all the way through May 8th, 2023 to get it resolved from, so when he, she died in 2018 through 2023. And unfortunately she owed money to the IRS. And so of her 80 million, 7.8 went to the IRS. That kind of sucks. We're going to be talking about tax a little bit later. Okay. Abraham Lincoln, he was a lawyer, uh, which is kind of unfortunate that he was a lawyer and he did not have a, a will, but of course, you know, he didn't plan to get assassinated. But then again, none of us plan when we die. Well, some of us plan when we die, but most people do not plan to die or when we die. We don't choose when that will happen. And yeah, it that means, I mean, just because you don't know, don't procrastinate. Just get a will, right? Anyway, it took three years to settle his estate. And it was $110,000 that got divided three ways. And of course, that would be worth millions now. Okay, George Washington is an honorable mention. Um, because he did have a will, but he did not make it official. And it took 47 years for them to decide which way his estate would get divided. So it was a handwritten will. I think he had like two wills and one of them he destroyed right before he was right before he was died. And so they had to go by his second, the first one. And it wasn't official. It wasn't legal. And so it took 47 years to get it finalized. Okay. Amy Winehouse, a singer, right? She was 27 in 2011 when she passed away. She was worth $6.7 and her estate went to her parents. And it was kind of a cut and dry. It only took a year. But still, if she'd had a will, you know, it probably would have been less than a year. But still, that that's fairly cut and dry, honestly, compared to like all of the other uh, people I'm going to be talking about. Martin Luther King Jr., his estate was left to his four kids and his wife. I think it was worth $250,000. And uh, adjusted for inflation, I can't remember. But anyway, his kids fought for 41 years over his will. They fought over his Nobel Peace Prize and like a family Bible or something. And 41 years, guys, holy cow, that is such a long time. I can't even imagine. Like I get in fights with my siblings and they last hours to days, right? And I just, I can't imagine having a fight that lasted for 41 years. Okay, Bob Marley. Oh my goodness, this is this one just hits me like really. This one's crazy because when he was died, when he died, he was worth thirty million dollars, or he had thirty million dollars in his estate, and it took over thirty years and a lot, a lot of fighting to get it, uh, to get it resolved. But his wife allegedly for doc forged docs that um proved that she was supposed to get the money. Uh, anyway, I don't know entirely who ended up with it, but. He died in 1981, and guys, he is still making over $20 million a year off of sales of his music. So uh, you never know, especially writers, guys who are published, you have your books out there, you need to put into writing a legal document that will say who's going to handle your state and where that money is going to come from. Because 23, or it, yeah, it was 23, $23 million per year still being uh, made for his, uh, his estate. Gosh, that is, that is, it's a big deal. Okay, so next is Pablo Picasso, and he, um, 
yeah, so he died in 1973. He was 91 years old, and he had five homes. He had cash. He had artwork, gold, bonds, all sorts of stuff, places for his money to be tied up in. Took six years to settle his $30 million, and it divided. It was divided between six heirs. Now I'm going to talk about a bunch of people. Let's see, one, two, three, four people who had wills, but for some reason there were still problems with them. And the first one was Heath Ledger. He had a will, but it was 13. He wrote it like um, 10 years or something like that before he passed away. And his daughter was completely left out of it, which is really unfortunate. And like, I can't even imagine passing away and having totally skipping uh, my children or one of my kids or whatever. Anyway, so his parents and his sister received all of his money, but his parents and his parents vowed to help his daughter. But still, uh, a lot of heartache could have been resolved. And it's just, I mean, can you imagine being the child? who has parents pass away and she was a minor and right and knowing that your parents had all of this money or even no money at all but that they didn't consider fixing it so that that child would be taken care of for the rest of, of her life into adulthood the point with that one is to update your will regularly and make sure it names all of your dependents i don't know that my parents have actually updated their will i haven't talked to them about it but the last time i heard i was still like five <laughs> so I'm still going to be going to a certain aunt and uncle to raise me. And uh, I want them to know that I no longer hold them responsible for me. And they don't have to, to finish raising me because pretty sure that's already happened. Though I do, um, some people would debate that. <laughs> okay, Audrey Hepburn is the next one. She had a will. And it was an updated will, but it wasn't specific. So she had like the storage unit that was full of all these costumes and everything. All of her memorabilia from her long, long time in Hollywood, and she left it to her two sons and told them to divide it evenly. But how do you divide stuff evenly? It's not like, okay, you take um, this quarter and I'll take this quarter. That's not, you don't divide stuff evenly. Like things are going to have a different value and a different memory associated with them to different people. And what if, you know, like when my grandparents passed away, they had a set of silver that several of the siblings really wanted, a silverware. And it's just, you it's too hard to divide things evenly. You need to do the hard job of making it, taking it upon yourself to decide who gets what. And I love how my in-laws are doing it. They're actually talking to each kid. They're in their 60s. They've got time, but they're talking to each kid regularly to find out what each kid wants before they pass away. And I just, I think that is the best way to handle it because then you know it's being done fairly and it, it takes out all risks of fights and arguments and because it's upfront and I, I just love it. I think that's the, the best way to do it. Anyway, her sons fought over her stuff, stuff, guys, for 24 years. And if you don't think stuff should matter, it's stuff that is was important to them. And again, memories attached. And, you know, that whole Maria Kondo or whatever, Kanda, Con, Maria, whatever. She said, if it brings joy to you, I'm sure a lot of the things in that storage unit brought joy to her kids. Either that or it was valuable and they wanted to sell it. But still, it it's a lot better if you're specific in your will. Now, Philip Seymour Hoffman, he left everything to his partner, $35 million, which she was his partner for a very long time. Uh, I actually, I don't really know how long, but they weren't legally married, which, you know, generally speaking, you know, whatever. But the IRS, if you are legally married, the IRS waives taxes. If you are not legally married, the IRS does not waive taxes. And she, of that $35 million, ended up having to pay $15 million to the IRS. So, guys... Discuss taxes with your attorney. I'm sure that there's something else he could have done to to save $15 million. Like leave it to, I don't even know how you would have handled it. But 
there's got to have been some a better way to handle that. So discuss with your attorney, maybe marry the person so that like uh, his death was unexpected. But anyway, just discuss the taxes with an attorney and when you're setting up the will. Paul Newman, he was an actor, Newman's own. I'm sure you guys have seen his salad dressing and all of his other stuff for his his organization there. He this is this right here is what I'm afraid happens a lot. People we're afraid or worried about offending or causing problems. We're not wanting to handle those issues. We're like we want to just like let the kids, the descendants take care of it after we pass away. That's not a good way to do it, especially with how he handled it. Apparently, he told his family one thing, but he did another thing entirely in his will. He wasn't upfront. Uh, he led people to believe that, um, I can't even remember what it was, but like I think he led people to believe that his two daughters would be inheriting everything, but in his will, it was that didn't end up being the case. And that led to years of fighting and legal battles that are still ongoing as far as I could tell. The whole point here is you need to be upfront and honest with those who are your descendants, those who are in a position where they might inherit something from you. And especially when it comes to guardian things over your dependents, uh, you want to make sure the whole family knows why you've um, knows who you've chosen and why, so that somebody doesn't step forward and say, "I know that so and so was chosen to raise their kids, but I don't think they're fit." If you have that all in your will and the reasons why, and you let people know, then that takes a lot of the heartache out, so that people can actually grieve the passing of the loved ones, loved one, rather than being left not knowing what to do or who's doing what or why. And that's pretty much that's pretty much it, but nobody nobody likes to think about wills, guys. I know none of us wants to think about it. We we procrastinate it, we put it off, we're like uh that time's far away or we just don't want to think we don't want to consider us dying or or we're like, well, our kids can take care of it or but as evidenced by these stories, the kids can't take care of it. They are they're grieving your passing, our our passing. They are in a, in a vulnerable position, and the best thing we can do to say I love you is to make sure that we have a will that is updated regularly, that taxes are considered, that is specific, that people know what to expect after you pass away, and yeah, that's pretty much basically everything, but it is literally the best way to say I love you to your descendants is making sure that they're taken care of and that they know how they're being taken care of. Yeah, don't don't expect them to handle things for you. That's your job. It's not their job to decide who gets what. And it's it's not fair to expect them to do that, especially since you're you have the first claim to those things. If you want those things to be treated fairly and with respect, especially if you have family heirlooms, uh, make sure that those are mentioned in your will so that they will be continued to be treated with respect rather than having to go to battle and legal battles and all of that. Um, another thing about about not having a will uh, or having people contest a will and or not being specific enough a will, for example, is it's very expensive. So your heirs, you don't have a will, you pass away. Say you only have like $200,000 to be divided up amongst three kids. That that money, if they go to battle over it, it's going to all go to legal fees. You know, three people with three sets of attorneys or multiple and the court fees, all of that, it's going to be expensive. And if it takes years to, to, to figure out, even if it's up to a million or even more than that, do you really want your inheritance going to legal fees or to taxes or to the government? You know, I can't help you with a will, but I can point you in the right direction for them. And I would absolutely love to have the opportunity to help you find peace and hope in your personal finances. 
so that things are taken care of, so that you you are comfortable in where in where you are. You don't have that anxiety that the the burdens hanging over you, and even if you just want an accountability partner and to check in on you about once a year, every six months, or whatever. In the description, I've got a link to my calendar. Click on that to schedule a no-cost consultation today, and let's get discussing stuff. I love this this whole financial stuff, and it's it's just a lot of fun to me. Anyway, so that's pretty much it. Like I said for this video, hit the like and the subscribe button if you're on YouTube. If you're not on YouTube, subscribe to the podcast, and I will talk to you all later. Thank you. Bye.